When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, beautiful human. Did you miss us? Trust me, we miss you too. We are back. The Zach Sang Show is here. And today we're going to be hanging out with one of my all-time favorite bands, Five Seconds of Summer. And I couldn't be happier to re-emerge with these guys. They're our first guests, and uh, they christened the studio properly. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to discuss complete mess, marriage, finishing their fifth album. So please, like and subscribe to this podcast. Share it with those you care about. And a reminder, if you want to hang out with us live every day after 3 p.m. West Coast, 6 p.m. Eastern, you can. Only on Amazon's AMP. If you want to download it, we'll put a link in the description. Use code BEAUTIFULHUMAN to get in. And uh, if you want to see our faces, always on YouTube. And if you have any guest recommendations, reach out. Tell us who we should interview next at Zach Sanction on any form of social media. Anyway, five seconds of summer. Let's go. Hello, beautiful human. Hello. <laughs> Happy first 30 minutes. What's going on? Five seconds of summer is here in the new studio. Are Temporary we, new studio. I like this studio. Are we live on the air? Yeah, we are. We, we are, are live. live. We're live. It's We're not, live. It's not about how it looks. Okay. <laughs> Be honest, though. How does it look to you? Okay, we're currently sitting in this awesome creative space, I would call it. It's, a, it's around 15,000 square foot, wow. which I asked the lady who let us inside. I said, wow. What square how many foot square is foot is this? <laughs> Did you really? Because I'm getting older. What are you, 50 years old? What's you, the square footage? What's the power run you in this place? And it looks like we're about to talk up a storm. Yeah. Yeah. I like the exposed AC units. They're nice. It's called industrial, ducks. Michael. The ducks. Yes. <laughs> you got to nice. have the ducks. <laughs> I, there's so much to get into, and I don't even really know where to start, but I, I guess we'll start with Complete Mess. Uh, let's start with the top of that song. Are those birds chirping at the very beginning? You're damn right they are. They are. They are, are they real birds, or are they fake birds? It's actually a Callum doing a bird impression. You want to give it to him? <laughs> Stop. Yeah, Callum, with here. That's a lot. Yeah. A lot to the you. Gate and then we pitched him. Yeah, yeah. Skip the high but end. But there is a there's a story behind it. There is. Do you want to tell the story? Yeah, it's a great story. I love this story. Okay, uh, you have my full you, support you, with the story. I like you explaining this story. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, I guess it's a pretty long. Uh. Yeah. So we're in Joshua Tree. We went on a creative writing trip together. Um, the pandemic had happened, and uh, we were like, "Wow, uh, we can actually move around and record. We don't have to stay in one place." How do you realize that though? I think you loosen the grip on the process and everything. And we were just like, Dan, we'd love to just chill out together. That would be really useful for our relationship. So we went out to Joshua Tree to hang out. Uh, we stayed at this studio and we're writing and we'll talk about that later. 
but there was this wonderful uh, groundskeeper called Byron. Am I on course? Mm-hmm. And he's a... <laughs> <laughs> on course? I love that. And he's a lovely, <laughs> lovely gentleman. And he's quite stoic, though. He's very quiet. He's meandering around this house we're staying in. It took us a really long time to break through. And at first, we're like, damn it. Like, our manager said we'd have this house to ourselves. Like, there's this guy here. What the hell's going on? And Byron basically unfolded. Like, he blossomed. So he started opening up to us. He said, I like having you guys here. He starts cooking us pancakes. <laughs> he starts giving <laughs> us, us philosophical He starts giving us philosophical wisdom that only an older desert cat can give you. <laughs> and one morning I wake up and he sits outside every day with his cup of coffee on his chair and we're looking at the hills in the desert. And I sit next to him, I go, Morning Byron. He goes, Morning. He goes, See all these birds? I raise these birds. I hatch them here. That's why they wow. come here every day. And there's a lot of birds. And there's 400 of these beautiful little desert birds. So we put them in the track as an ode to Byron wow. and his birds. Yeah. They're called Byron's birds. But, yeah, please. Wow. <laughs> can, can we detach this so I can mic drop too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it only took us two days to attach it. So do you finish the entire album while you're in Joshua Tree? Or what do you complete while you're there with Byron and his birds? We don't know what we're doing. We're just making stuff. That was yeah. the beauty of it is we just went out there and we were just writing for fun, which was like, we didn't really have the goal of like, okay, today we're going to, you know, finish this or write this or do that. We just wake up and we, you know, have a little studio at the, at the place, but we wanted it to be somewhere that felt like remote enough that we could disconnect. And, you know, some days we'd wake up and we'd be like, you know, you guys feeling creative today? And we were like, honestly, not really. So we'd be like, all right, cool. Let's just day in and just yep. freaking play video games or whatever and we were just hanging out together and like with the ability to know that we could go and create whenever we wanted to and there was like no expectation and there was no pressure mm. and it was yeah. just really fun but you know Byron really affected us <laughs> because he was like the groundskeeper and he was kind of like it was a side quest lesson series not for us as five sauce us as just people learning from this older gentleman yeah but taking that wisdom and injecting it into the art that you're creating and in that moment an extension of you but, like, are there signs amongst the group that you kind of, like, see that you need to get away? And, well, because, well, let me backtrack. Fixing one's relationship allows you to create in a different way, right? I feel like we, at that time, we hadn't seen each other very much anyway because it was in, well, particularly in California, you couldn't really go anywhere. And it was like yeah. that point, it was still like in that earlier stage of COVID where everyone was actually in their own home for months at a time. I don't know if you guys remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one reason for going around. The other one, I don't just like intuitively, we just needed to do something else and just like more approach the creative process as more of like, let's just go out somewhere and as in the desert and see what happens. And I think even those times where we're like, oh, we didn't really feel like making much today. And then the other days we'd make five ideas, you mm, know, yeah. and then one of them would be great. It's like that approach to it was just much more, I don't know, the songs reflect the way that it was made, if that makes sense. Totally. How did you know that it was time to create? Do you, is there, does somebody lead the charge when you're well, in a setting like that or? Because of our background, I guess scheduling being so intense and our work, work ethic developing from like 16 to, to 27 or whatever, we're actually naturally working at a pace, you know? not even from choice, just because it's the way we know how to create. Even though we have, we are illustrating this kind of laid back vibe, naturally, we still maintain a lot of creative momentum just because that's the way we were kind of trained. By the way, like even look at COVID, right? 
Yeah. You take the opportunity to release two solo projects, each of you, mm -hmm. which we'll dive into, which was really some of the most vulnerable art I've ever heard ever from both of you. Like really, truly, incredibly beautiful. Is that connected to this concept of loosening the creative grip that you mentioned earlier? It's just accepting that your stories are important. And we have a story as a band, you know, and um, loosening the grip is to me not trying to be anybody else. Like what do we have internally as guys? What are we? Who are we? What do we want from this music? What do we want to communicate, you know? Um, so I guess we started to accept our lyricism more, the lyrics that we just write together. We started to enjoy, you know, what we got. Do you enjoy what you got more knowing that what you can do on your own? Because there is creative differences between each one of your solo projects and what you do as a group. Because yeah. truly, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it does sound like when I listen to a Five Seconds of Summer song, you all have a different color of paint and it comes together to create a painting that mm -hmm. is unique and different every time. But it's all of your colors distinct. Yeah. You even learn that even more so um, doing something separate or something else creatively you know you don't know like you love this band so much and you love you've been in it for so long and be able to step out of it and be like oh my god that thing is amazing and i'm so <laughs> glad i'm a part of that can we and it like just gives you a different yeah. perspective on it and also when you do a solo thing what i discovered was from outside it's like yeah i'm a drummer from the outside perspective of five seconds of summer but what my main role inside the band is is actually way more human than that it's i'm a communicator i'm a you know, a guy who, you know, <laughs> does a specific set of uh, sociological things uh, to make this ship move forwards, you know, inside the band. But when I did a solo project, I'm a singer. I'm just a singer and a lyricist, which is like something that I don't usually do or what I focus on inside Five Seconds of Summer. My job is really different over here. So it didn't feel like they were similar at all. Do you connect with a side that you feel has been laying dormant because even if you look at the definition of what a super bloom is it's a rare <laughs> desert botanical phenomenon in which an unusually high uh, proportion of wildflowers whose seeds have laid dormant in the desert soil germinate and blossom um yeah because i realized i called it that because i needed to blossom as an artist individually really quick because i didn't want to get in the way of the band at all but do you feel like doing your solo projects makes you a better member of the band? Absolutely. Yes. Way, so? way more chilled out. Down for the ride. <laughs> Down yeah. for anything. <laughs> Down for like not trying to like sing more, not trying to get in any other lane, just laying in my vibe. This is what I'm good at. These guys appreciate me for this particular thing that I do in this band and I love it and I'm grateful to be involved have you all had similar realizations to that like this realization of feeling grateful to be here and understanding like what you do is what you do and nobody else can really take your spot because i feel like a realization like that is kind of important if you plan on having a lasting group yeah i mean this album making process has been so um i don't know emotionally and creatively fulfilling for us like with michael producing we've written a lot of songs over the last 10 years but to have songs like particularly Complete Mess be just the four of us and it not be like it's just what the band sounds like at this particular time it wasn't like oh well we're writing with this person so maybe we do something like this or whatever and I love our songs but this one is just feels different because it's just whatever happened in that yeah. hour of time in because the song came together in like an hour whatever the band was feeling at that point just was put down on 
Ableton. <laughs> and then it was like, now here it is. But how does that record start? Does it start with a piece of production that you're writing to? Does it start with this concept or this idea that you're in love with somebody who completes you yet makes you a complete So it, it started from like, you know, we tried so many different ways of writing songs while we were out in Joshua Tree. And we tried, you know, if it was on the piano first and then applying it to like the... You know, a bigger production or That's doing, you know, just trying different things. And with this one, we were getting into this sort of vibe of this other song that was playing. And I kind of had this idea for this kind of chord progression that was, you know, the whatever the main chord progression is in, in Complete Mess, which uses like a minor fifth, which is really unconventional. And I was like, okay, before we get to the end of this song, I want to have this chord, like this chord structure and this beat done so that we can all listen to it at the exact same time because if you sometimes there's something about just like hearing something for the very first time that can just really like invoke some sort of inspiration in you of this idea and so i was like making this beat without hearing anything because while this song was playing i had everything on mute and i was like <laughs> and then as soon as the song ended I just played the beat or the, I guess I hate calling it a beat because it's, I'm not like a beat maker. You know what I mean? It's not like making the hip hop I guess you are a beat maker. But, like this, the, the kind of chords that were up. And then we listened to like one turnaround of it and Luke just immediately gets up and he was like, yo, I have an idea that's either Everybody like, listen to me now. Like, I have an idea that's either like the worst thing ever or is like pretty cool and I can't tell which one it is. And then he sang the the hook of, you know, the complete mess part. And it was just like, it just all happened so freaking quick. You made that deaf, essentially, because you're listening to something else and then you're scientifically, based on what you know about the keys of music, putting it together and by chance you hit play and it works. That happens a lot with us, too, because yeah. it's... Cause it's um, and a lot of people, unless you've really explored this kind of thinking, it's combined consciousness, you know? It's like what we are experiencing, we created a consciousness that the four of us share. And uh, even like Luke and I will often, because we write lyrics so much together, we say things that at the same time. We did it last night. Yeah. <laughs> we did crazy. And we just like, when we're talking, we'll just say the exact same thing because we're buzzing. Or Callum, we can view each other's minds almost when we're creating together and it's so natural now that it's quite a like uh and really interesting phenomenon of of hanging out understanding everybody's dna musically so deeply yeah. and understanding everybody's range of language in particular word bank that the band would use yeah and you can kind of like understand the sort of energy in the room and if it's time to like you know we just had oh, this sounds really trivial but we just had dinner and we were like oh, okay you know and we usually after you know super late at night we we wouldn't really create music like really late we would kind of just hang out with each other but there was this one night where we kind of walked back into the studio kind of thinking that we were just going to wrap up and then as we were listening to that song this kind of like you know this unwritten thing of like oh, okay there could be a really cool idea that that comes out of this and then you just dive into it and make something like yeah. that and how do you know not to fight those moments because you could have easily been like let's just call it a night i call it training but it's the way we developed as artists like we wouldn't ever do that we we know that you need to be open to random events happening and you also need to be floating above the room to be consciously aware of when they happen because you need to train yourself to go, oh, actually, I've experienced this before when I walked away. Um, I missed that. I missed that song or something. It's always uh, those moments where the resistance becomes obvious. When you feel like 
the creative wheels are in motion and someone says, well, I'm going to go to bed now. It's like, well, I'm not because I've learned my lesson when it, we've felt this before. We're probably 20 minutes away from a breakthrough. Do you feel like you've lost quality records to this got to go to bed now? It's an individual thing, but I feel like every time I've felt like walking away or every time I felt like, ah, bugger this, I'm, you know, I'm done. Um, then it happens every single time, every single time to me personally that, you know, I've felt like throwing in the towel going, no, nah, I'm done now. I'm giving up on this. Um, it always manifests right after you push through that barrier. And that's the difference between like, you know. Yeah, it's the difference between greatness and... Yeah, and I don't want to say that because I don't really know. It's just what I'm experiencing. Close. When everyone's talking about this this bass line in the song, um, when did the bass line come in? Because <laughs> I don't... I, don't I, I thought the bass line was first, but it wasn't then. It was the chorus beat sure. first and then the bass line it came was in. Like, it was like the beat with the with like a re-space and like one one synth under it. And then, and then we started to like layer different stuff and had the idea of like, just got down the like main idea of it. And then we were like, all right, that's pretty good for a night's work. <laughs> and then we were like, let's take fresh ears on it. And then we reapproached it again the next day. And that was when we started to like figure out structure and how it worked and everything. But, um, and with songs, we divide and conquer. So after we have the skeleton of the song and the main idea, we go, all right, Cal and I will go write verses on the patio. And Luke, you get a uh, more in the pocket vocal with Mike and we'll meet back up in two hours. Right. Wow. Cal and I will present some verse vox. How about this? And then uh, Luke will be like, totally, I dig that. <laughs> Michael will be like, I don't really like this part. And then we regroup again. And then by the end of the day, we pretty much everybody has been working on separate parts of the song and we have a full song. And this comes from understanding everybody's strengths, yeah. Yeah. trusting everybody, yeah. no egos. And also now that Michael is producing and doing the recording, you know, as a songwriter, who you're working with. Yeah. So you shoot lyrically for what that person in the, in the captain's chair will allow to be in the song this music is so authentically us and it's able to sound, you know, so representative of us because we, we would so easily could communicate how we wanted stuff to sound. Is this so, yeah. the first full body work that's just you guys? We have worked with many producers and whilst working with them, we, you know, and a lot of people think, okay, the producer must do so much, but the producer is essentially zooming out and capturing whatever tools they've got to create and, and, and us being, I don't like to call us tools, but <laughs> individual, you know, you're the spanner, I'm the hammer, but, you know, he's the wrench and, and he's the jackhammer or whatever. That's a good and uh, the producer's looking at all the tools and, okay, how do I create something out of this? But it became, well, we know how to use the tools that we have. Yeah better than anybody because we have been attempting to master those tools since we were kids. You are the tools. You've yeah. learned from people who have done exactly what you just described. We're not tool. <laughs> so you, tool is very Yeah, different. so you like sharpen it over the years and then all of a sudden it becomes sharper than anybody else's, you know, way of doing it Yeah, because we just know it. So it, it would actually take more energy to spend time describing what you want it to be to somebody else rather than just doing it yourself. But would you feel like there's a little more pressure on you guys now since it is just you and people are judging the music and like only you guys to judge? That feels so good. Yeah. That's powerful. So. 
that's like we did this. We live and die by this. This is our our words, our sounds, our concepts, our way, you know? And that's what people will truly become fans of in the long run, I think. The identity, the truthful identity, you know? And that's what that's what our hustle is. We want to work on ourselves to show people that we will not squander this gift, you know? Like you've given us so much opportunity to have the resource to record ourselves, to write this music, to do this thing. So we don't take it lightly. We just work on it year after year. How is this album going to be different than the fourth? I mean, and, and also, is it done? Yes. Well, yes, it is done. It's done, right? How do you know uh, it's done? Pretty much. It, it's Some like songs are much. still being mixed, but they're right, like, yeah. it, the songs are written close. and recorded. Yeah. Okay. Compositionally, it's finished. Yeah. Are you just going to so, call it Five Sauce Five? What do you think? <laughs> yes. Why? <laughs> Would that let you down creatively? Yeah. If you heard every lyric on this record, say you got 20 songs of personal experiences <laughs> and then someone's like, Five Sauce Five? I mean, how many opportunities do you have to, to name your album Five Sauce Five? We're just, in, we're letting you in the band right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're either going to make the case or not. I believe, as the fifth member, okay. that it should be Five Sauce Five. Please. Okay. And because it's easily rememberable no, that's what Dan, no, this is what dan does he just makes very general blanket cases for the most ridiculous things and supports it with absolutely nothing you know, it's not that ridiculous <laughs> it's not it's not that ridiculous not many yeah, bands have a chance logical. to do that but. try for something a little bit more creative okay, right? okay but here, we, here's, work, here's, we work we work so hard on this album here's the we go all the way to fucking joshua <laughs> yes, we, exactly. sit in, we sit in traffic to get there okay and you're gonna come back with that so what? that so that opinion so so you guys are good creative guys so get this <laughs> yeah, sure. sometimes so you either give it an overly creative name that could be slightly forgettable and then it undermines the actual power of the creation because you cannot remember what that was called what was it called again Five Sauce Five to me is unforgettable. Exactly. Okay. But that would be the only reason I like that. Yeah. No, I'm I'm kind of with. But, but I, I also feel like any other name you think of, you'll think, is it better than Five Sauce Five? <laughs> exactly. You know, because we could be sitting on Dark Side of the Moon, <laughs> or or Back in Black versus Five Sauce versus Five Sauce Five, and then what do you do? You know, good thing I'm not in a band, actually. That was that was very, very funny to see from our perspective. It's really difficult. Do you guys have other names floating? I would assume so. Absolutely. We do. We're kind of like running like individual uh, kind of, uh, you know, non-political campaigns <laughs> at the moment. Like I'm running for one name. Luke's kind of on the fence seeing who he'll Ooh. side with in parliament. Like, <laughs> Who are we campaigning to? Who are the decision Just makers? At the, at the moment we're campaigning to you. The democracy. <laughs> The democracy that is the band. The people. Know? Yes. We are the people. The four of us. Who has people. thrown out a suggestion so far other than Ashton? There's been 60 plus names. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like while we were in the studio, we used to have these little post-it notes everywhere where we would, each day would come in and write in like another five, ten yeah. names. I'd randomly walk up to the guys. I'd go, all right, work time. Give me. I'd be like, give me ten names. Everybody write out ten names. It's like school. Is, is that the process though? It's yeah. How many names do you need until you can narrow it down? But I tell you what, the to, thing like is though, as as many names as we write, we're always like, is it as good as five sus five? That's Every time we keep coming back, we're like, okay, you know, thinking about all of our options, and it's it's, you know, naming mm. naming an album is hard. And many bands have been here. Maroon Five was here. You're, you're right. They were here like two yeah. weeks ago. They, could have said, <laughs> they called Maroon 5 V. They went, oh, not 5, maybe V. <laughs> that that'll, that'll do it. And I totally get it. And I bet you that's the exact thought process. Yeah. Fifth album? V. Yeah. 
Yeah. Can't call it Maroon 5-5. Five, five. Uh, Maroon 5-5 Maroon five five could have worked. Maroon. Yeah. And change the band name to just Maroon. <laughs> yeah. That's confusing. I forget this is live on air. <laughs> That's good. Is it? Yeah, yeah it is. Cool. But, but is there a realization, though, that happens within the group that you, you, you realize that you need to take the reins and you need to insulate what is happening creatively and like do it on your own? Like, Because yeah. would you have been ready to do this five years ago? Um, no. Just didn't have the awareness. You need to be so aware of all of it because if you want to create it, you also want to know how to release it your, on your terms. Mm. Or... You know what mm. I mean? Like and, it's part of it. And that obviously you have that now. We've been working on that. Yeah. Congratulations. Mazel tov. Thank you. Yeah. Can Thanks. I ask why Complete Mess was the perfect song to reintroduce this new era? Or I guess introduce this new era. Before you go on a writing trip of sorts, you will consciously be like, you know, trying to think of like, what's it going to sound like? You know, again, references. Like we were out there. It was very like relaxed and not really like trying to make a full album or just sort of seeing what would happen. So when we wrote Complete Mess, it was one of the first ones we wrote and we were like, oh, okay. It was the first one was like, okay, we can probably do this on our own. You know, it sounds great. Mike's doing a great job. Band's written a great song. Everyone sounds pretty good in it. Let's, um, and it just, it was like kind of a first stepping stone and it's very rare that the first song lasts through because we wrote, you know, a hundred plus songs between a year and a half ago and when we wrote Complete Mess and now. So there's a lot of songs that were written in between that and all, it still just, was just you guys uh with other people sometimes but a lot of it was just us um uh so we'd written a lot of songs and that was still everyone's favorite so it was like well if it's lasted this long um among like you know lyrically it's really important and sonically it represents the rest of the album really well but that was a massive thing like why wouldn't it be this song that everyone still loves from the first i don't know the first trip the Is first it, like song we did it's crazy you gotta hear it it really is a great song and the music Thank video, you. by the way, aesthetically is gorgeous. Are you in a real desert or is that a green screen? <laughs> like, what is that? That's the Pisma Beach Dunes, which it's only two hours from here, which is like one of the oh. California's best kept secrets. Secrets mm -hmm. out. The secrets out now. It's just an amazing <laughs> place. And, you know, you do your best not to leave too many footprints and you treat it with respect and you try to get out of there as quick as possible. But it's a naturally beautiful place. It's amazing. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. It's a green screen. <laughs> is it? No. <laughs> no. How much of a letdown with that thing? Just kidding. It's a great Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I feel like 2011 was a very important song for you guys to release, but maybe to write. Am song. I wrong in that? Song's good. Yeah. Being in a band for 10 years is like no small feat. I just feel like we were overdue for like releasing a song just for our fans who have been sticking around with us for a really long time i mean we just had a lot of fun doing that and like we were just enjoying it and you know we got to film this this show that we we did on on youtube we got to do like a bunch of skits of like inside Loved jokes it. with our fans over the last like 10 years and it was just like really fun and just like it was a real celebration for us um 
Plus, we need to see if we could actually play pop punk still. Yeah. <laughs> we need to try and keep up. The old joints. <laughs> it's pretty fast stuff. Did you have fun making it? Like, was it cool to kind of revisit that? Yeah, yeah. it was a big John Feldman process. Yeah, it was awesome. Which was amazing. And that's, that's like high octane, fast moving musical process. Yeah. Do you wish you could go back to 2011? Because that's one of the lyrics in there, like wanting to go back. That's true. It is. Damn, you're good. Right. I mean, difficulty, difficulty wise, I mean, what were you going to say, Cal? No, you continue. All right, man. <laughs> um, can we just go back, go back to 2011, back to the days when the days were better? Philosophically, what was better about it was the simplicity of the nature of the way of the band. You know, we had no expectation. No one was relying on us for anything. And we were just young goobers. Mm-hmm playing music together and that's and that's kind of to me personally what the song is feel feels like from the internal perspective um it's like things were simpler and uh sometimes when things get complicated again i wish we could just go back to the way we worked things out or the way we were back then as as kids things were simple but on the cusp of getting crazy and becoming bigger than you probably could have ever imagined yeah like, like yeah. you're five albums in is that Yep. Insane to wrap your mind around? <laughs> kind of, but we've been saying we're going to do this <laughs> since the get-go. We're yeah. like saying to people, yeah, we're going to stick around. We're going to do this for a while. We look forward to seeing you in 10 years, you know, and uh, I think we truly believe that. <laughs> I think a lot of people laughed it off. A lot of people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure in our original interviews and speaking to people back then, we were sort of like, you know, we are going to be a band for a really long time. And we-, we were like really shooting for this. <laughs> You know, like it's not even success. It's just making music, being a part of it for as long as possible. Doing it is different than like saying it, obviously. And is that a conversation you have with each other saying that like, if we're going to do this, we have to really do this type situation? Or did you just know that like that was a narrative that just lived within each and every one of you? Yeah, it's funny because even when you say that, I can't remember like, I guess we sat down and we're like, oh yeah, we want to do this. I think we just said it to a lot of other people. Yeah. Like <laughs> together as a group would be like, we want to do this well, words for a long are, time. You know, words are spells, you know. Like we True. say this all the time. No, we want to have a, you know, but I think a lot of our decisions reflected longevity, which is the true test in this industry. What I've found is so many people have tried to make us choose the instant gratification over the longevity. And it's not because they don't know, you know, better. It's because pop culture changes and the options change. And because of the attention span of the platforms that we're feeding people music on, the attention spans are getting smaller. So the wins are getting quicker. But we have never shot for those wins. We just go, cool, that's amazing. We'll totally get down with some of that vibe. But we're still going to make our decisions based on long, long perspective stuff. Was there ever a moment over the past 10 years where any of you guys were like, eh, maybe this isn't for me? Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> once, once a week, twice a week, three times a week. Why do you keep going? How do you keep going? Does somebody have to, like, you have to talk to each other about it? Or are you joking? Not even joking. No, it is joking. difficult. It's hard. It's confronting, it's challenging, it's heavy, it's pressurizing, it's stressful. But this is the cost, you know? Well, personally, this is a personal philosophy, but I believe everything is dualistic. And I experience the good and the bad, and the bad of the bad gets, the good of the good gets too. And that's what I see from my perspective, you know? So it's always worth pushing through those humps, you know, because that's how we are where we are. Yeah, and I think we also, as we've gotten older, can witness those humps and like 
No, <laughs> that sounds funny, <laughs> but like he can like see those things coming and you yeah. can see them going and like he can understand them better. I think the times that like you're probably more talking about are the ones where it's like, you know, when we were a lot younger and didn't know how how to handle it. Now we can sort of handle situations and understand maybe we can't do this for that long. Maybe we can't do this. We should probably do this, like putting things in place to make it easier on us um, mentally and physically. Whereas when you are 17 and you don't know what the heck is going on, like yeah. you don't know what you don't know, I guess. Totally. Like I yeah. can make the case that it's easier today than it was in 2011 because you are aware, like you can, you, you're aware of the unknowns. Yeah. Today, I would say though, because of the expanded awareness, we feel like it's harder. Really? Than ever. Because more people are watching and judging? Um, no, it's just different. You know, you, there's timely artists that come along genera generationally um, with pop culture and they are suited to the current movement. For instance, we came up in Twitter and YouTube and we're really good at chemistry together and we love talking to people. So our main key as a group is communication and we are good at communicating in longer form stuff. And that particular moment in pop culture, Twitter, YouTube, like really suited our communication style. So that worked for us. But where it's at now... Short form, quick. Short form, it's different. And we like to be personal. We're lyricists. Like we think about things heavily to some extent and, and we're thinkers and we, we like to come up with plans and release rollouts and have twists and turns and we create narratives and worlds and creative worlds that surround our music, you know. And uh, that's why I would say it's harder because we're squishing it. We're trying to squish these big ideas into really small holes. It's different. Do you think lasting artists can exist with tiny ideas in tiny holes yeah you just the, the best artists use the tools available and don't even complain about it they're just like cool this is what i got i'll use that for sure i'll come up with creative ways to get myself involved and that's uh that's art that's artistry michael you mentioned that you were using the piano to help craft music like craft songs from the get which is different than the way you would make music before. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like you guys would jam really hard, right? You'd play instruments? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing is we've never really had one process that suits everything. You know what I mean? Like on every every album and every bit of music that we've made, you know, each song is is from like a totally different place. Like one song could be, you know, on you know, you start with like a guitar riff and then that evolves into something else or you know another another song could be like you know start with the lyric and start from there and and i mean you'll hear on this record a lot of it is you know we definitely use a lot more like keys and synth as building blocks we just use all of the tools available to us to make best music we can did you set a goal before this album like what did you want to accomplish i think that was what was incredible about this is that we went in with no idea what we were gonna do it was just like going in and for me anyway personally i can only speak for myself but but i think the goal was just to like really have fun doing it and really see what happens and you know i've, I've said this a couple times but you know this this album has been the first one that we've that we've gone into without having you know something on the calendar that says start album x on this day we just kind of went out and started hanging out with each other and then started writing music and then you know after complete mess specifically we were like oh okay yeah. we just started an album and it was really just organic and natural are you natural. telling a story with the album though top to bottom if i listen to it well i hear a story 
You're just staring at me with no microphone in your hand. It's uncomfortable. What are you doing? Yeah, I feel like Ashton has a lot to say, but like, sometimes you gotta stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. I'm 25% of this joint. <laughs> yeah, where are you at? Callum, how do you feel? I feel pretty good. <laughs> I mean, every every song is kind of like telling a micro story of like almost a bigger kind of idea. And I feel like the whole album is a pretty good representative of kind of where everyone's life is at right now. I mean, two guys are, you know, one's married, the other one's going to get married. And we're coming into like this place within our lives where the band is coexisting within our personal lives and not kind of the other way around. Um, so that's been pretty, uh, that's beautiful. Know, actually. Liberating. I love listening to your voice. Yeah. But Thanks man. You take the next 10 questions. Yeah. <laughs> You're up. But that is special where you can go from like your life and your work kind of weaving itself together in a very healthy way and not like rubbing against each other, like sandpaper and yeah. Like, and does love change the way you look at art? And I mean, obviously, obviously it has to share your story that um, you're telling. Yeah, it definitely changes the way you look at it. And I think that's a really good point. Callan's brought up like the band is everything now, but it really was everything for a long time. Like to the detriment of having um, no time at home, no personal life, no it's friends. All consuming. <laughs> yeah. But it has to be that way almost it, if you it, want to succeed. I mean, but that was, and that's like the duality that Ashton's talking about. You know, it was a lot of trying to figure that out and being, and being uh, forced to be at home changes the way you look at what the band is yeah. or was at the time, you know, and understanding it from the outside was so important coming to this album. Like, oh, okay, we love this. Like now we're making music. There's no tour planned now because we're not going to go on tour for a long time there is now at this point but in, in COVID, <laughs> we are going we are tour. going on tour but that in COVID, it was like well you know what's going to happen like we're kind of just at home doing doing nothing at the moment so it just was a different experience it was actually it was pretty crazy to i don't yeah. know experience that well, go ahead <laughs> it's like we're practicing okay so we have different roles in the band and as i was saying it's not just drummer in many ways I'm the vibe guy in this band. <laughs> I'm the guy coming in early with the incense, the candles, the vitamins, the literature. That's actually that's that's true. very true. It and I'm putting true. it out. And this is my real job, ladies and gentlemen. You bring the books. I'm just bringing, like, look, if you don't feel like doing music today, it's not the only way to think in a creative process. You can think in many other ways. So my particular position was, okay, how do I help heal these guys? Whether it be you should be taking magnesium or... Oh, you're experiencing anxiety? What about this book? Or, um, oh, you don't really vibe with the space? You know, I'll do my best to make it feel better. Um, and it's simple things like that that I really got into. Special. In this process. Um, because I'm aware that, um, you know, I was down to just hang out. And we have other things to do apart from make music, like heal ourselves. Uh, and I think if we could do that, we could definitely make music on the side. You need it, right? Like, can you yeah. make really quality music without healing your brain or taking proper magnesium? Yeah, it goes side by side, you know, because the songwriter path is staying truthful and clear. Um, being able to view yourself and view what you mean and what you want to say. Um, and if you're all clouded up and, uh, first you got to deal with the clouds, you know, before you you know, dive in. Amen. And I would probably call the fourth album pretty cloudy. This album, Absolutely, the yeah. clouds have mm -hmm. yeah. subsided a little so bit. So we're trying to make a more positive record. We got a little dark 
just because that's what we were doing. But it was dark. It was yeah. It's a light time. Dark times now call for a light album, and that's the way we think about it. You know, it's like. Mm. We see the world and we see struggle and we see our position to just like, well, well, we could just release. That's why our first video for Complete Mess is so bright and clear and happy and light and elevative, you know, because we want to affect people's minds in a way that it feels like, ah, oh, oh, breath of fresh air. You know, a lot of artists went the different way and they went darker. And it's like, I don't think we should be going darker. There's room for everything. But in this band, we were kind of like, hopefully we can create some hope and positive thoughts with our physical and philosophical approach to, to music. It's what people need. When is this Fresher Breath Air coming? When does the album hit? By the end of tomorrow, we'll probably finish mixing it. Hopefully. Yeah. End of tomorrow? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> and um, be a quick that's what we're shooting for. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to rehearse for the tour, and then we're going to go on tour, and then along that you know, the next seven months somewhere, you'll have an album. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to give away too much because, you know, obviously a big part of being in a band now is releasing that attachment to nailed-in dates because there's no such thing as promises Yeah, you really have no idea. Because the world is shifting so fast. So we have really let go of the expectation of anything happening at all. But that is beautiful and freeing. And I've done the same thing, especially over the last 67 days. I have no expectations. That's very specific. Awesome. But yeah, I've been tracking it. <laughs> I got a calendar. We're both house. back. Yeah, right. maybe. At the same time. A breath of fresh air. Truly. Wow. But Michael and Callum, you guys are singing verse two on Complete Mess, right? Would there be uh, two a lot three, more? Baby. Two and three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 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 well. <laughs> Will there be a lot more of everyone singing on this album? There is, yeah, definitely on this album and, and kind of, you know, we definitely made it with an intention that we each have a song that we get to push out, uh, that you get to hear each of us individually on, which oh, wow. is kind of really cool. That's different. Yeah, it'll be awesome. It's a really good album. It's like actually a really, really, really phenomenal album. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. if you're a fan of the band in any way, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the best Five Sauce album. Yeah, pretty like sure. we've taken the constructive criticism of the last 10 years and made an album based on like we hear it all you know yeah. what is that criticism uh all you guys don't sing enough i miss the songs that are more like rock i miss the angst you know some people even like don't stuff <laughs> well um, some people do like don't here's stuff. The thing. apparently it, there are some of them out there and we and we take it all into account you know this is for the don't stoppers i this did watch for... you guys rate all of your songs for an hour and a half on twitch and i wanted to ask okay yeah you know what i'm talking about i know exactly yeah. what you're talking and about and then you guys ate tacos it was that day. What is, what's the problem with Don't Stop? There's no problem with it. It had its own category. <laughs> okay, that's, so, that's a fair rebuttal. All right, that, that is totally okay, fair. Okay, as a musician, here's what There's it's doing. It, it, it had its own category. Here's what it's okay. doing. There's certain beats, like for instance, like a big trap beat, like boom. You know, that means mm, heavy. It's got weight. A bit fucking I, mean. I felt it. Sorry. It's okay. Whereas oh, Don't no, Stop's going, do, kick, do, kick, do, kick, do, kick, do, do, And it's, you know, it's very like doo-wop, like back in the day, you know? And, and that's fine, but it has an uplifting, positive, awkward energy that the band's edgier musical approach does not fit into. So it's uncomfortable for us to wear those shoes. It's like me having a 12 size boot trying to fit into a size four slipper. <laughs> That's what that song is. 
That's fair. That's a great. Yeah. Which yeah. is like, it's, it's cool. We dig it, but we have potentially. Bigger feet. Yes. Yeah. We, just, we just shoot for something else these days, which is cool. Yeah. Different. But don't stop. It's not bad. It really isn't. It's okay. I think yeah. the whole category was good. Like, I don't stop playlist isn't the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, I love, I I love that. that, man. But uh, can we agree that. that it also isn't the best? <laughs> I mean, it's not the best. It's also not the worst. Like, money, that didn't belong in the, the category. Oh, but it kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think so. That's why don't stop. You know, we didn't put it at the bottom or at the top. Don't stop. It had its own category. It's smack <laughs> I, I bang think, in the middle. But the it was smack bang in the middle. A quick, yeah. a quick note is longevity from the internal perspective of the band is based on are we playing music that we love today because that will keep us going for a long time because we're not in the game of doing stuff we don't like to do all the time like we like to make the choices that make the band happy unfortunately <laughs> for everybody else <laughs> you guys were in the studio and you were making that tier list what comes like do you go make music after ranking all <laughs> yeah we did actually yeah, we did that was that was like adding some uh some stuff to the album tracks like adding you know another synth part or adding another vocal that didn't sound quite right out in the desert or whatever like just f finishing stuff after that tier list <laughs> yeah <laughs> the tier list was tier list took a uh, priority yeah in that in that day though new album coming <laughs> yep <laughs> love year are, are you really you gonna get married yeah i think so y you think no, def <laughs> no definitely i am <laughs> what do you mean i, I got you, a you, you said think you said no i, I definitely so. am i definitely am wow how do you know when to propose? Are you like, were you on it? It just felt like the right time. I just sort of had time to think about it over COVID. Yeah, she's just, oh, I don't want to get too cheesy. She's my best friend, love my life, you know? So it's, it felt, and having that time in at home, like we're at home for like a full year, just like me and her chilling. <laughs> and it was like, this is the best time ever. Um, That's how you know. And it was just rad. It was, it was, um, just felt like the right time. You want your best friend in life. Is that true? Because I hear that and I, I strive for it. I mean, I'm only 25, but so far it's working. You know, if you if you want to be with someone for a long time, I think it would be best friend. But, yeah. you Michael, know. best friend? Agreed. Yep. That's 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 what I've learned. Um, but I also, you know, with me and me and my wife, Crystal, now, it's it's I don't know if we were ever like best friends or if we were ever just like soulmates. You know, because it's always like best friends, but then there's a lot of stuff that like we don't really... Like, like we don't have a lot of the same interest. I guess we do have a lot of the same interests. I'm very into video games, and she hates video <laughs> games. But video games is very much a, a an important part of my life that she really just doesn't like, and it doesn't really make a difference because I'm like, you know, we have such an incredible relationship anyway that I'm like, it's okay that you don't like video games. You know, I'm like, maybe that's just my thing. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, and it's totally fine. It's one of those things where it's weird because it's like when you when you know, you kind of just no. you kind of just know and it sounds so cheesy, right? Yeah. Like, it's weird. But. Yeah, I don't know. I, it was at the time where I hate planning things and I really wanted to plan it, you know, and I was excited about the idea of it. Um, I was, we went to that, we went to that first spot that you were going to propose at on the way back from Joshua Tree, actually. Yeah, there you go. And then we decided, well, I, I didn't decide anything, but we decided that that was yeah, the place Yeah, Michael decided it was the right time. I said, Luke. <laughs> he said, Luke, I think it's the time. Yeah, I think you should check this place out. Get down on one knee. Did you get down on one knee? Yeah, of course. You have to, right? Yeah. Did you wear a knee pad? <laughs> <laughs> no knee pad. He was down there for so long <laughs> while she was thinking about it. <laughs> Bad knees after touring. Dude, it was scary i was like i had it all planned 
And I was like, I'm going to nail this. Like, I'm not nervous. Everyone says, oh, I get so nervous. And I was like, I got this. And then it got to, and I was like, oh my God, I like blacked out. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was very, very nerve wracking. But she said yes? Yes. Good. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. How long after that TikTok video you posted, did you realize you made a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Um, maybe an hour or okay. so, maybe a day. Someone brought it up. Um, and I just, I don't know how to use the, and I'm not very good at it. So I just. <laughs> you like your grandpa. What? Uh, it's like the voiceover thing. And then like you save it to drafts. Then you put the thing. It's like a whole thing. As soon as you put it out, then you can't take it back off or edit uh, it at all on TikTok, mm -hmm. which is crazy to me for True. a, I don't know, an old, old fart like me. Um, yeah. So I just couldn't change it. I couldn't take it down and then put it back up again. It's like a whole thing. And then you got to write all the words out. You got to time all. It's crazy. It's like a full-time job. It is. <laughs> Making TikToks is really like, there's a lot of like, you need to be like a pro editor to use that app. Mm -hmm. Todd. Which is going to be a new dawn for some amazing artists, I reckon. I was just going to tie it back to you. <laughs> you got to make the most of the tools you got, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Zach. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Are you good at TikTok, Zach? Uh, no. no. Dan, Dan does ours. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm too old. Dude, you, it's hard. It's so it's difficult. It's really hard. You feel and me then, on the timing thing though, right? The timing the words thing is so time consuming. And the not being able to go back and edit anything oh is very God. frustrating. Callum, do you use TikTok? Uh, would, yeah. I use TikTok. You <laughs> <laughs> sound like you're lying about it. <laughs> yeah, oh, you uh, Yeah. I find I most of my like algorithm is like outdoors or like you know artists, visual artists. Nice. It's very wholesome. Am I in your it, algorithm? Uh yeah, your video did come up, and I said, "Ah, <laughs> oh, well, he's put married. He's gonna get a lot of shit for that." <laughs> did you really think that? Yeah, for sure. Really? Oh, wow. You thought that? I didn't not, think yeah. not a text. I said. Not even a text. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? No, nah, I said he'll find out. He's, he, he probably knows before I do. Right. So it was like you made your bed, now sleep in it. Pretty much. And you yeah. just went to keep scrolling on his yeah, yeah, page. Anyway. Well, okay, God, man, not my problem. Back to red pandas. A, a men yeah. chopping wood or something? Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally men chopping wood. Yeah. Yeah. It's outdoors. God, right, you, can't, so weird. you can't linger on that stuff too long or else it... It's, what, the men chopping wood? Yeah, it, it and then fills your, whole, your feet. Then your yeah. whole algorithm is men chopping, chopping wood. wood. Yeah. Can't have that. that Can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. Now, I know we're squished for time, but do you know about kind of, um, for lack of better words, pirate radio? Yes. Have you ever thought about putting your gear on a boat, sailing out to international waters, and saying whatever you want, you whenever you want? Josh, who's my manager, is in the other room who's going to freak out that you're pitching this idea because it's literally come up for years about we were going to get like a boat yeah. and go into the ocean yeah. and then try to hijack an FM frequency. Yeah, you can buy them. Yes, yes. But uh, you do need some loose license. You want to got to acquire a boat because like, you know, you can't put equipment <laughs> on a kayak. Uh, right. But I have th I have thought of it, yes. I'm just saying, dude, when this happens, <laughs> I'll be in the dinghy behind <laughs> going. I'll be looking for a job, to be honest. This sounds really fun, at least for a month. <laughs> I'll do the interning. You're a month off in international waters. <laughs> next, time I, uh, next time I lose my radio show, I will take, I will take <laughs> the show to international waters. Next time. Hopefully there won't be a next time. Knock on wood. There won't be. And to be honest, I didn't even lose the show the last time. I kind of just left. I think should we get into it? Creative freedom. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Actually. You know, everyone loves the interviews you guys do, so. Yeah. We appreciate you keeping yeah. it afloat, moving it wherever it needs to be. Uh, because we love uh we love this this stuff, so. 
God, you guys I, are awesome. It is couldn't be more mutual. I uh, love and appreciate each and every one of you, and thank you so much for sharing your art. And I do think you need to go back there, but I would <laughs> you need to listen one obviously to complete mess. We'll put a link somewhere. But I, I'm asking you, please, 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 you gotta listen to these two guys' solo projects as well. When facing the things we turn away from, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, uh, thanks, man. And and Super Bloom, I mean, really, two of the most vulnerable bodies of work I've. I maybe ever heard, like really, truly, like I got to know you guys in a, in a way that I hadn't been able to get to know you before. Thanks. And it wouldn't be without uh, our, our boys to the right of us here, Mike and Cal. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. These guys support us all the way. Are we getting a Michael or a Callum uh, solo project? I don't know yet. Yeah. We'll see. It's all, all eyes on the band at the moment, so it's pretty hard to make two records at once. We have That's a fifth true. album coming. Five songs five? Yeah, best best one yet. Yeah, should we go back to the name? <laughs> five songs yeah. five. <laughs> yeah, fifth record. Wow. Yeah. I like the way Callum sa says it. Fifth record. Say it again. Uh, yeah, fifth record. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, five seconds of summer. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Thank Thanks for you. Having us. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Are we going to fun music now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll play a song. Should what? we play one of your songs? Oh, please. Coming to you live from don't the middle stop. of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Definitely don't stop. Don't stop acoustic, Ash. I know you love that. Uh, are we still live? So this is still live? Yeah, we're still live. I mean, we're about to not be. You ready? Oh. <laughs> Hey, beautiful human, you made it through our conversation with Five Seconds of Summer. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a rating and a review, and if you really love the show, share it with your friends. We'd really appreciate it. And if you want to hear this content live, we are hanging out with you every day, Monday through Friday, starting at 6 East Coast, 3 Pacific, only on Amazon Zam. Please be safe, hug your family if you can, and uh, don't go to jail. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Today's show is hosted and executive produced by Zach Sang. He was also executive produced by Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Grace Delia, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zolot, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rudensky. Music by James Ashuto. Senior producer, Caitlin Plummer. Associate producer, Eve Bishop. Production sound mixing on today's show was done by Alex Goins, Nico Pierce, and Joseph Hartshorn. Sound mixing was done by Daniel Chavez-Crook and Ivan Wayman. Post-production manager was Caroline Rude. Production manager was Michelle Doristock. And our production coordinator was Bryce Herlis. And that was an episode of The Zach Sang Show. Talk to you soon.